Yo, what's going on, peoples? We are back. The What Do We Know podcast is back. We had to take a little month hiatus. Uh, we had some obligations uh, to, to attend to. Go on, say what's up to the people, fellas. What up, what up, what up? This is Wick. It's good. It's good. To, it, it's good for us to. It's good for us to be back together, fellas. Man, I really miss this. Um, before we get started, I just want to say, shout out to Hakeem, man. Congratulations on the marriage, bro. Thank you so much for allowing me and my brother to be a part of that, man. I was, we're happy for you. We're proud of you. Um, we're just so happy, you know, of, of of being a part of that of that sacred union, man. Thank you for allowing us to be a part of it, bro. We appreciate you, bro, for real. Absolutely, absolutely. So, man, how y'all doing, bro? Y'all good? Great. <laughs> King? I'm doing, I'm doing all right. I'm trying to hear our chat, though. We haven't had chat up here in a long time. I know, man. We missed him on the last episode. We missed him on the last episode. You good, bro? How you doing, I'm great. <laughs> he say he great. Yeah, man. So, it's a lot of things to discuss. Uh, a lot of things have been going on in the sports world via the NFL, via the NBA. Um, the biggest thing that you know that caught my eye, that surprised me, that really, really upset me was the signing of Antonio Brown to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, bro. I don't care how much how much we try to improve, even though we haven't. The NFC South just continues to stack and stack and stack. Um, you know, when Tom Brady first tried to sign, he tried to lobby, you know, for them to bring in A.B., but Bruce Arians wasn't having it. But then all of a sudden, it was a change of heart. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very upset about that, man. Like, who, who now, and, and it's crazy because my team got to deal with them the last three weeks of the season. So, to deal with A.B., Tom Brady, Gronk, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. It's ridiculous. Man, it's almost like a mad creative team, yo. What y'all think? Vince Young called them the dream team. <laughs> yeah, but it was crazy because Chad called this. I did. I thought you did. Well, AB going to uh, Tampa Bay. I think you had mentioned that earlier in that week, if I'm not mistaken. I can't recall. <laughs> so what's your take on the whole signing, G? My biggest thing is as far as they receive reports, I feel like the sign of AB go hurt somebody. Uh, now, it, Mike Evans and Godwin, they not the best as far as durability because they always hurt. And they have the emergence of your boy Scotty Miller. Uh, they also got Gronk. He didn't play well the past two games. And you got uh, OJ Howard. Uh, 
but overall, in comparison to the run game, it's like so. In certain moments, are y'all gonna run the ball or y'all gonna pass the ball? Well, and I'm sorry, you know, let's just say you run the ball the first play, get maybe seven yards, and you decide to pass the next play. Who you go throw to? Now, with Tom Brady, I mean, you gotta you gotta run a specific route to the to the tee so he can get you open. Not only because that's how he is as a player, but also he's up there in age and he don't have as that much arm power as he used to have. But I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like they can they'll be competitive. Nine times out of ten they will be. Like past the second round, first or second round. Uh I don't know, it's just a wait and see type game for me. Mm-hmm. So who would you? Uh, I guess this can roll into our first one of our first topics. Who, who would you give them? You know, looking at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you got the Seahawks, you got um, Kansas City Chiefs, Baltimore, um, Pittsburgh the Steelers, no Tennessee in there. So who would y'all give y'all mid-season awards to? Like who would y'all who would be? So I think the MVP thing is going to be down to between you know. I think it's going to just go down between one person. I think it's unanimously Russell Wilson. But who would y'all say is like the offensive rookie of the year? Offensive rookie of the year? Yeah. That's a tough one. Um, it may not be ideal. But you know what I'm gonna go with? Clyde, Clyde, and with Elair. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with him because <laughs> he he has taken the reins of the back uh, of the backfield and has capitalized on on just about every single uh, every single every single opportunity he's given to 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 make to make a play with the ball. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with Clyde Edwards Elair. Um, I'm, I'm sure you know there's more uh, attracting players out there. You know you could say is offensive rookie of the year, but you know as far in a football sense, I'm gonna go with Clyde Edwards. Man, he he has he has balled every every single game he's played this year. Um, I really like what he brings to the table. I like how he takes advantages of take takes advantage of of, of every uh, opportunity he gets. You know he runs well between the tackles. He has good vision, good awareness. Uh, he catches well out of the backfield. So I, that I think that's I think he'll he'll be my early uh, offensive rookie of the year. So when they do the uh, offensive rookie of the years in the awards, do they go by like how good the team is? Bro, honestly, man, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So, and, and I mean, if you, not, we're not going based on what, how the NFL is structured. It. Like, who, like who, this off, who this year on the offensive side of the ball, who you think is going to be the offensive rookie? Who you think should be offensive rookie? Because they can, really can't determine what the team does on yeah. team success. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Justin Jefferson. From the Vikings. Okay. That's a good choice. He's been playing pretty well. Even though, like, one or two of his games, they were getting blown out. And he still got his. But, I mean, as long as you catching balls and yards and touchdowns, it really don't matter. Um, let me. I'm sorry. Let me go back to Clyde Edwards-Elair. Just to throw that out there, he's sixth in attempts with 115 attempts, and he's ranked second in, in, in rush yards with 551. Um, he only has two rushing touchdowns, but he's averaging 4.8 yards per carry, which is which is you know, you know pretty solid for a rookie in my opinion. Um, and uh, he he's done well. Um, he he's definitely done well. Uh, in in uh, the receiving game as well, 
um, a game against Baltimore, he had five receptions for 70 yards, averaging 14 yards per catch. Um, against oh, against uh, the, 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 the Raiders, he had three receptions for 40 yards, averaging 13 yards per catch. Um, ESPN projects him to have in 263 attempts, 1,259 yards, and five touchdowns. I think that's... I think that's uh, definitely uh, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year numbers, in my opinion. Right. So, what about you, Kim? Who's your uh, offensive rookie of the year early, as of late? Uh, I got Justin Herbert. Oh man. Okay, elaborate on that, please. I got ever since. He, now I'm gonna read the stats. Okay. Bay That's not a bad he, pick. He's, not, he, he's the one that he's not the Joe Burrow who they talked about. He's not Tua who they overhyped. He is Justin Herbert. Yeah. And see, I I thought the Chargers had a better record than they did too. Huh? I thought the Chargers had a better record than they did. Yeah. So. That's going that's gonna help Keenan Allen. So Hakeem, are you so like you think you think the Chargers find their quarterback for the future? Well, they better because that's what they drafted him for. <laughs> Shoot, they didn't uh, they didn't uh, Pierce uh, Tyrod Taylor. Long. Yeah, the great Tyrod Taylor. Okay, okay, next topic. <laughs> uh, we ain't about, we ain't about, we ain't about to do this. <laughs> And this is not me being biased. The only person that's closest to Megatron is Julio Jones. Is he? Is he? Is he? I, I don't think he's being biased. 
Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure people would think so, you know, assume because, you know, that's my favorite team and, you know, Julio Jones is the best receiver in, in, in football right now. But he's the closest thing we have to Megatron. I don't know if Julio was better than Megatron. I would say Megatron. I would give, I would give Megatron the slight edge simply because, simply because Megatron scored touchdowns. Um, and the reason why that is is because Matt Stafford had no problem with throwing it up. However, you know, Matt Ryan being a totally different quarterback understands that Julio is double and triple team and he's learned over the years that forcing it to Julio or throwing it up to Julio has not always ended well, you know, so he's All he's going to get you is 15 catches a game for 120 yards and no touchdowns. True. So, you know, that's that's why I give the slight edge to the slight edge to Megatron. Um but I don't think it's a stupid edge but all right. Because I think that I think Julio's the best receiver, and I think he's been the best receiver. But I don't think it's a slight edge. Or I just think Megatron. I don't think Megatron has had his shoulders better. Uh-huh. I think he's like I think he's like a few steps better than Julio, and because of you got to look at the team that surrounded him, yeah, and the coaches Megatron has had, yeah, and the quarterback difference. Like, so wait, wait, wait. So you're wrong. I think it's a different story. Different story. So, so you're saying that you're saying that Megatron is better? No question. Okay. I don't think he's headed so better. Like yeah. Well, well, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm saying. I think it, I think there's a slight edge, you know, over Megatron. I mean, over over Julio, uh, because because he you know he simply scores touchdowns. Uh, not that Julio doesn't. Not that Julio doesn't. You know, doesn't know how or he can't. It's just that you know, based on what the defense gives. You know, Matt Ryan understand that it's not it's not best to always give Julio the uh, always force feed Julio the ball, and Julio has said that he said, "Man, don't force feed me the ball. If you see somebody open, go hit the open man." Um, it, it, you know, I may have an off game. It could be anybody's game on our receiving court. Who, who, who's ever, whoever, whoever has the hot hand, throw it to them. You know, and I think Matt Ryan has you know has learned that over the years. But yeah, uh, Jamal Adams was definitely tripping over uh, over that comparison. DK Metcalf is a good receiver, but. You know, <laughs> to say to say that he's Megatron reincarnated, yeah, no, that distinction definitely belongs to Julio Jones. Let's uh, DJ Metcalf stats this year. Mm-hmm. And first of all, let me name the teams that the Seahawks have played: the Cardinals, Vikings, Dolphins, Cowboys, Patriots, Falcons. Uh. DJ Metcalf only has more than five receptions in one game, and that was against Minnesota. Now, other than last game against the Cardinals, where he only had two receptions and 23 yards, he does have at least 90 yards in each of one of those other games. And he has a total of five touchdowns so far. However, I'm looking at just a sum of Megatron's stats and other than two years where he had nine, uh, 2011 where he had 96 receptions and 12 and 122 any other year he doesn't have any higher than 90 receptions however in those years he has over at least a thousand yards in each season <laughs> 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 I think in 2012 he eclipsed 2,000 yards or almost did. In two, 2012, yeah. He, in 2012 he had 122 receptions. Jesus. Uh, 1,964 yards and only five touchdowns. And he played every game. Hey, hey, hey. Guess, who, guess what game? Guess what team he, he actually broke the record against? Uh, the most reception, the most, the most, the most uh, yards in a season. Take a wild guess who he who he set that record against. Oh. <laughs> the Falcons. <laughs> and it's crazy because we ended up winning that game thirty-one to eighteen, I think, and it was on a Saturday on ESPN. Well, he has the record for most receiving yards in a game. Guess who that's against? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 then. <laughs> <laughs> but, I think to wrap, but to 
wrap this topic up, I think Jamal Adams was, I think Jamal Adams was probably saying like physicality and ability, not ability, but um, like body type and how you be that big, that because he's he's like six four. Uh huh. That is Megatron's, you know. Yeah. Wait, hold know, on. Measurement. I think he was trying to say that. I was I was looking at the um at the chart wrong. Okay, I'm gonna just run down his touchdowns real quick. 07, he had 4, 08, 12, 09, 5, 10, 12, 2011, 16, 2012, 5, 2013, 12, 14, 8, and his last year was 15, he had 9 touchdowns and 1,200 yards. So it's looking like per year he's averaging eight. If you add, this probably if you average all those numbers out, it's probably like eight or nine touchdowns a year. Yeah. If you add, if you average it all out. And at least so eleven hundred yards. I don't, I don't, I don't, huh? And at least eleven hundred yards a year. Yeah. So Tony, I don't know about the whole. He gets more touchdowns than Julio because you know don't sound like Julio touchdown numbers. Yeah. But that's, that's true. A bad I mean, I don't even say bad because Matt Stafford. I think I'm higher on Matt Stafford. Yeah. Than a lot of people. I just think. But it was just them too. They had yeah. no other help, no defense, no offensive line, the running game. It was just them too. So and I just think that Megatron, you know, didn't benefit because you know he was in a bad organization. We're just badly ran. Like how you doing the team and y'all don't win a game the whole season? Yeah, I would most. I most definitely would not have signed that long term contract he signed. That's what you're doing, Detroit. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes loyalty get these dudes in trouble, man. Loyalty, man. Sometimes you be loyal to a fault, man. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. So. Gotcha. You kick the NBA stuff off, man. All right. So. I'm thinking. How about we just start off with, you know, the inevitable, <laughs> the what I told y'all from the jump last year. Lakers winning their 17 championship. Yeah, all that noise about the Clippers and everything. Yeah, I wasn't really worried about that. Uh, if you really look at the matchup, even if they're not playing each other, the Clippers were not deeper than the Lakers. I thought they were slightly. I thought they had a deeper bench than they did. Who? Just Lou Williams and Montrezl Hill? And, um, no way. They ain't got no shooters. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. After looking at their roster, I mean, Pat Bev starts, doesn't he? I guess. I mean, they, they added Reggie Jackson, but, I mean. And they added Morris. Yeah. Marquis Morris. So, you know, I felt like, me personally, I just, yeah, yeah. I, I just think around yeah, the, I just no, think. I, I was wrong, Chad. I was huh? wrong, okay. I, I was wrong. I admit it, I was wrong. I had the Clippers. I, I had the Clippers uh, winning. Um, I didn't. I was wrong. I can admit that. I didn't call them winner because I wanted to see, you know, how Paul George and uh, Kawhi were gonna fare. I knew. I, I, I thought they were gonna. I thought they were gonna, you know, be in the running. Um, I just didn't think they would let the Nuggets do what they did. Uh, which were a better team. Yeah, they were definitely a better team. Um, they were out coached, out played, you know. So they wanted it more. They they definitely wanted it more. Chad Chad in our first episode, Chad made the made the the the, uh, the most impactful point. I would say that uh, the bubble really brought out who the real hoopers were. Um, I think that's no question. That is no question. Me personally, I want them to continue that. You know, come playoff time. But you know, and I'm so glad Paul George did come to the Lakers. <laughs> so how would you feel that Kawhi came to the Lakers? I'm not worried about Kawhi. Oh, okay, Kawhi is not the issue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I just you know, hey, shout out to LA man. I'm, yeah. I was never a Lakers fan, never a Lakers fan, but I always watched them and I rooted for them. You know. Especially when you know you had Kobe and Shaq. So, but every time, every time they've been to, every time they went to the finals, minus the 01 finals, 
I always rooted for him. I wanted him to beat Orlando. I wanted him to beat Boston. I wanted him to beat uh, Detroit. I wanted him to beat, you know, all the other teams except the Sixers, you know, with AI. But every other time they've been in the finals, I always rooted for him. So shout out to them, man. Yeah. Like that is, they just, they, it just shows that throughout generations, they continue to put championship teams in the Mm-hmm. And speaking of the Clippers, uh, they just hired Ty Lue. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go and say my piece about this. Um, I'm going to continue on their train. I am sick and tired of seeing recycle coaches. Uh, I don't think these teams are getting better because of it. Uh, I, don't, I don't think these teams are going to get better because of it. Uh, they're just recycling coaches at this point. One coach do- fails at one job and one organization and then goes to another thinking that that team going to be even more better when they're just going to get the same results. Um, the Sixers and the Pelicans um, just you know, just hired Stan Van Gundy and the Sixers hired uh, Doc Rivers. I don't think those teams are going to be better than what they were you know, the previous year. They're just recycling, they're just recycling coaches. I think uh, these teams are more better looking at these assistant coaches, uh, allowing them to build. But, you know, I mean, these, yes, these are coaches that are experienced, but, I mean, they're, they're shelling themselves based on what we've seen over the last three or four years. Um, so, I mean, it, it's gotten to the point where uh, Mike D'Antoni is now an assistant head coach under Steve Nash. Come on, man. I'm tired of seeing recycle coaches, bro. I want to see new names come up. I want to see new coaches make a make a name for themselves, like Eric Spoelstra. I want to see those type of coaches, man, who were who 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 didn't have any who didn't have any recognition, you know, on their previous team. But then they, you know, they go on the team, they build it, and then you know they they, they uh, show signs of success or they are successful. I'm tired of seeing these coaches being recycled. There's no reason why Mike D'Antoni should have had another job. There is no reason why Doc Rivers should be Doc Rivers should probably be third or fourth on somebody else's list, you know, before he's the before he's before he's the head before he's the uh, the uh, headliner for for a new coaching job. The only reason why I'm not saying Billy Donovan is because Billy Donovan, you know, was consistent in OKC. He came up short, yes, but that was his only team. So I'm excited to see him in Chicago, but. You know, Doc Rivers, Stan Van Gundy, Mike D'Antoni, um, the Rockets head coach. Who is it again? Did they have a head coach yet? Yeah, the assistant coach. That's a new name. Okay. Well, I'm excited. Well, I'm excited to see how they do under new leadership then. But as far as Doc Rivers, Stan Van Gundy, those teams are not going to be better than what they are at all. But I'm going to let y'all have the rest of that. Well, I'm a, I disagree with the Tyler Lou point. Mm. I disagree 100% because where did he fail at? Oh. Wait, um, what you... Wait, say that again? Stan Van Gundy, he, he, let's not forget what he did in Orlando. Now, when he went to Detroit, he did have them boys in the playoffs consistently. Okay. So, now, Stan Van Gundy, now you give him the opportunity to coach young guys because he is a good development head coach. I don't mind seeing Stan Van Gundy in the uh, world, I don't because I think he, him by him coaching the White Howard and coaching Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. Now I think the thing what happened to him in Detroit was he shouldn't have been GM. He shouldn't have had the GM role. He should have been strictly head coach. But he did have them boys playing consistently and hard in the playoffs each and every year he was there. Now Tyrone Lou, I don't know. He ain't no recycle head coach. He's four years removed from winning the championship. Two years removed from being in the finals and losing to the um, the Golden State Warriors, that jumping out of a team. Then he comes and be, he's an assistant for two years. Now he has the head coaching job. So how is he a recycled head coach? I was more talking about Stan Van Gundy and Doc Rivers. Um, I don't my, the for me the jury is still out on Tyron Ty, Lou. Um, I, I want to see. I want to see how he fares without you know the best player in the world. So that's 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 the take on that for me. I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but I want to see him. I mean, come on, man. You know, this <laughs> LeBron has had coaches uh, by a guy named by, by a guy named David Black. Where is he now? He's not a head coach anywhere. 
and they and, and, and they went to the finals, if I'm not mistaken, his first year. Uh, so I, I want to see how Tyron Lue fares without the best player in the world. So you got something there I with – Huh? I think he'd be all right. I think he'd be all right. Hey, that's fine. Like I said, I didn't say he was a bad coach. Yeah. And then now he's about to get another one of the best players in the world. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But they're not LeBron James. But they're – but but they're not LeBron James, so I mean, you know, you know, I just want to see how he fares without LeBron. Um, I, I want to see if he if if he really knows the X's and O's. Like I said, I'm not saying he's a bad coach, but I I, I want to. The for me, the jury is still out on 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 Tyron Lue. My main thing is Doc Rivers, so I think he should have took a year off. Uh, then came back to being a head coach. I don't think he should have went straight to the Sixers. But that, that's my thing. I think the only one I disagree with with this whole year of head coaches is Doc Rivers. Everybody else, everybody else I don't have a problem with. Dan Tony, I don't mind Dan Tony being assistant. I don't. So a lot of coaches, you know, sometimes they need to take a break and just be an assistant. But what you think, Chad? Uh... My thing on Doc Rivers is I've noticed Doc Rivers is only competitive when he has a solid team. And when I mean solid, I'm talking about superstars. Uh, I feel like this this hire, him joining the Philly, is going to be a challenge for him, maybe. You know, because he got a... I guess he has he has a younger team now, so I, Doc Rivers has always been a player coach. I feel like he'll be a great maturity standpoint for Philly. Uh, I feel like they'll be tougher. Uh, I do feel like they they will make some moves. I'm not going to say what move they should make. Uh, I don't think it's the right time to be talking about that. However. Uh, just looking at the overall landscape of certain coaches hires and what you referenced, Tony, about recycled coaches like mm-hmm. Stan Van Gundy, mm-hmm. uh, Doc, uh, Mike D'Antoni, what I'm starting to realize is X's and O's and developing your team don't always play into a coaching hype. Lately, what I've been seeing is it's all about the image of a United or strong front because let's look at it. D'Antoni, Stan Van Gundy, and Doc Rivers all have very decent playoff regular season uh, success. Mm-hmm. And I think some of these GMs look at that more than actually player development coaches like Mark Jackson. Uh, the fact that that man has not been considered for another head coaching job is a crime, bro. That's a, that's another debate. But, yeah, that's my take on that. Uh, the Nets, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what they're doing. Um, We're uh, trying to make the 06 stars, man. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kyrie, I don't know. I, I, I was just growing keen to not. Caring for him anymore? Are they going? Is he going to even play? That, that's my that's my point. You talk a lot, but you only played three games in the past two three years. Bro, fast, bro. Uh, I don't know. I think all said and done, KD might kind of resent signing with not signing to the Brooklyn, but signing with Kyrie for the same amount of years because Kyrie is already shown he gonna be a headache on and off the court. Uh, yeah, so, and then the comments he made, like, we don't need a coach. I didn't listen to the whole, you know, interview, but for you to say I, we don't need a coach out in the, to the public, yeah, don't. He said they don't need a coach. Oh, co- apparently, they yeah. was on, like, KD's podcast or yeah. whatever, and he had made the comment, like, we probably don't even need a coach. <laughs> 
Okay. You know, and KD. Uh, okay. I'm listening, though. If we talk about Kyrie, this whole set, this whole rest of this podcast is going to be about how much I don't like that. <laughs> All right, so we can definitely transition. No, because, yeah, bro, we're, we're not about to get into. I, into I how, can't stand it, <laughs> We're not about to get into Kyrie like that, G, because he's not even worth the topic. Um, Pat Riley. Okay, y'all. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all, y'all go because I got I got some sauce for this. <laughs> okay, I I am again. This goes back to the point that Chad made. The bubble brought out the real hoopers, like who really wanted to play basketball, and for anybody, for anybody in the in the NBA in the National Basketball Association, whether it's a player. A coach, a GM, or you know somebody in the, in the media for anybody to say that there is an asterisk by anything that was accomplished in the bubble, you don't need to. You don't need to talk basketball. The most the ultimate competition is when you don't have any distractions. Now you, we've shown without any fans, you're on a you're on you're on a neutral ground site like that screams. That screams competitive nature right there, bro. There was no, you know, th- there wasn't any um, I- any crowds, uh, no biased refs. I mean, there was nothing. The bubble brought out the real basketball players. And for Pat Riley to say there's an asterisk, you know, by ours, even though, even though you know, the Lakers championship was legit, that's kind of like a backhanded compliment to me because... You're saying that, you know, Bam Adebayo was hurt and Jimmy was. Well, if they were hurt, this is my motto. If you if you hurt, if you out there playing, you ain't hurt. If um if if, if you're that hurt and you're gonna use it as an excuse, then you should have never been on the court or the field or whatever. You know, they were they were fully loaded. Their players were there. Jimmy Butler balled out. I think Jimmy Butler balled out, you know, in games uh two, three, and four, if I'm not mistaken. Um so I mean, for him to say that is an asterisk. Then, then what are you saying? Are you saying, well, the only reason why the Lakers won because we weren't at full health? But then you're gonna turn around and say that you know they played hard. You know their championship is legitimate, but there's an asterisk by our name. No, there was no asterisk by your name. Y'all just lost, and the better team just won. So for anybody, for for anybody to say that about any team, I just think they should just stop talking basketball, and they don't really know what it's like to be competitive, or they or you know they're more into the politic of sports. Into they're more into the politic of sports versus the real reason why sports exist for competitive nature. And that's all I got to say about it. What you got, Chad? All I'm going to say is before the season started, nobody really picked y'all to go to the finals. Facts. So that's an accomplishment right there because I know I didn't. Me and Hakeem had a, me and Hakeem had a huge debate. I thought, you know, that they were going to at least lose to Milwaukee 4-2. to I thought Milwaukee was the better team. Boy, did they show me. I'm talking about before the season started. I mean, that's right, right. You know, I agree. So that's an accomplishment by, in itself. No. I said before the season before the season started, nobody really picked them to go to the finals. Right. Now, when the bubble started, people probably gave them more of a more of a chance. I didn't. I know I didn't. I thought I thought they were I thought they were going to either lose to I thought they were going to either lose to the Bucks or 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 Boston. I told Tony it's going to come down between Miami or Boston. You said what about you said what about the Bucks or what about the Raptors? Because I remember Tony and Tony yeah. on the phone and he said I think the Raptors are a better team than the Heat. I said, bro, no, at this point nobody's giving the Heat a fair shake. I think they're the best team in the in the East. Yeah, it's gonna come down between them and Boston. And he was right; they are the best team in the East. Miami win. So, but uh, were you done with your point, Chad? Yeah. All right. So here's my thing. I think this is just another shot at LeBron James. I think it's another thing that he accomplished. He wins a third title. For a third team, a third title, 
the third MVP on a different team. And I think it's another shot at him winning a championship. Because ever since he won or was about to win this championship, people like Kyrie, people like Paul Pierce, people like uh, Pat Riley, um, other members of the media like Skip. Well, we all know Skip will hate on whatever he does, something bad or good. But every time this man is close to doing something great, K- KG, I remember Kevin, Kevin Garnett said something about LeBron. Every time this man is about to do something great or accomplish something great, here comes somebody in the media to diminish what he's just accomplished. And no, and it makes me frustrated because I'm not the, I'm not a huge LeBron James fan. I'm just a fair person. No athlete has experienced this amount of scrutiny when they had this amount of success. Not Jordan, not Kobe, not Shaq, not Dwight Howard in his prime. None of the greatest players ever. Magic Johnson, even when Magic Johnson thought that he had AIDS and he was cheating on his wife, he didn't get this much scrutiny. The NBA, the NBA wrapped their arms around him. Now just imagine if LeBron comes out and says he's been cheating on his wife. <laughs> it's a complete wrap. And it just never, it never fails. No NBA, no, no, no athlete, period, in all sports have faced this amount of scrutiny that LeBron James faced. And he's been facing it since he's been 18 years old. Mm-hmm. The fact that they came up with a segment on national TV about his leadership skills because he blew up on J.R. Smith because he made that bonehead play in the NBA Finals two years ago, or three years ago, long it was. They had a whole segment because LeBron James blew up on him. And I'm thinking, in the heat of a moment, it's the game one of the NBA Finals. You just drop 50 points in a triple-double, and your team, they make the dumb play where you have a chance to go up on a juggernaut team who wouldn't blow up on his teammates. Yeah. Or just in the, just in the finals. He, 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 he dished it out to Danny Green. People had the audacity to say he should have took that shot. There was four Miami Heat players on this man, and he made the right basketball decision, gave it to Danny Green, and Danny Green missed it. And they were like, oh, if it, was, if it was Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, they would have took their shot. Um, no, because what happened in the finals when, LeBron, when Michael Jordan hit John Paxson for the three? Or when they hit Robert Ory with the three? I just, I just feel like it doesn't matter what this man does. At the end of the day, they're always going to hate him. And I feel like for the past five years, I've been defending this man when I really don't want to. <laughs> but he just gets an unfair shake. He got scrutiny when he opened up his school. He got scrutiny when he came to the Lakers. People had the audacity to look, oh, he's, he's done with basketball. He's not he's not really focused on basketball anymore because he went to L.A. Oh, okay, because now he's not focused on basketball anymore. He just won a championship. That's yeah. the title. Then they got mad at him for making that TV show that he has on HBO, which is a great show, by the way. The uh, whole barbershop thing. He yeah. did Barack Obama. Have y'all heard of I, I need to go watch that episode. I think it's a great one. It's a great one. But they, they scrutinized him for that. You remember that time when he was in Miami and he did that bike thing for kids and he rode his bike to the greener? Yeah. They had stuff to say about that on TV. It's just, I, I, just, I just get sick and tired of people like like media and, and former NBA players and coaches, man, making these ghosts, taking these local shots out of man. Even yeah. when they're really not trying to. Well, the only person that I wouldn't have acknowledged in, in that soliloquy, Hakeem, was Paul Pierce. Because <laughs> we know where his frustration comes from. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I, 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 I wouldn't even, I'm not even taking his, his, his scrutiny, or so to speak, you know, seriously. But I agree with everything that you just said. You know, you, me, and Chad, we are not the biggest LeBron fans. Uh, we never have been, simply because... Yeah, we, we've never really been the biggest LeBron fans. Uh, we recognize his greatness. I think we appreciate his greatness, but, you know, we've never been a fan, you know. But, you know, to defend this, to, but to defend somebody I'm not a fan of, it, it does get aggravating. That's what you call it bad, bro. <laughs> That's how you know, how you know bad. If you're defending a man, you're not a fan of him. Bro, facts. And, and, when we, and, when we say, and when we say we're not a fan of him, that doesn't mean we don't like him. It's just that... We all growing up had our had our favorite players, you know, Iverson, Kobe, Tracy McGrady. LeBron LeBron literally came in and stole all of that. Now, was most of it his fault? Not really, but 
I mean, the hype that he was getting from the media and people who ain't even seen this man play an NBA game yet. And then over the years, how people were trying to crown him as the best player and he hasn't even won a championship yet. I mean, you know, that got annoying, you know. So, you know, he wasn't even better than Kobe and, 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 and T-Mac and Iverson to a certain point, you know, in his career. But, you know, but yeah, Hakeem, I totally agree with everything that, you, with everything that you're saying. Uh, it definitely was another shot at LeBron. Um, at some point, you know, they're going to – at some point, as a matter of fact, when he retires, Pat Riley is going to be that same coach to give LeBron all the freaking love. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, 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 I, I, I definitely agree with, with, with everything that you're saying on that one, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um. My favorite topic. This is what I was looking forward to. So Shaq put a post, you know, Team A, you know, with Kobe, KD, Steph, Team B, uh, Jordan, LeBron, and was it Iverson? Kyrie. No, it was Kyrie? Yeah. Kyrie, yeah. Y'all, that's kind of tough for me, yo. In a seven-game series, so you got LeBron and Mike and Kyrie on the same on, on the same team. Then you have Steph, Kobe. You got you have Steph. No, you're missing it. No, it's 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 Steph, Kobe, KD. Yeah. LeBron, Mike, Kyrie. Right. And they chat posted who would who would win. I don't know if he did it. Did he say seven-game series? Yeah, I believe he did. I don't know. We're about to look it up. Hold on. Let me let me let me look this up. Yeah. So he was just like, I really can't answer this, and so I'm asking you, who you got in the best of seven series? So yeah, you got Kobe, Steph, and KD against LeBron, Jordan, and Kyrie. I, I don't know, G. I don't know. Yo. We don't let Tony go last because me and you already had a semi discussion about this. Uh, I, I, it depends. Uh, are we playing pickup or organized? Because. <laughs> yeah, we're going to play. We're going we to we go with organized. Okay, organized. Most people would say, oh, you got the two best players on, in the world mm-hmm. or ever on the same team. Uh, which is understandable, uh, being that it's those type of players. Uh, that really is a tough one. I know the first thing that jump out somebody's head is, oh, definitely Team B. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into that. You know, you got two of the greatest shooters, probably, arguably, in history. That's one of them, the seven-footer. Uh I don't know. It's just when you on defense, you gotta, you have to pay attention to those two specifically. No matter who has the ball, uh, I feel like Curry plays better off the ball than he gives credit for. Honestly, that's how he get majority of all of his points off the ball. And I don't, and I don't think Kyrie can keep up with him. Like, I feel like Curry is just that more mentally there when it comes offensively. Not just, oh, I got the rock in my hand, I'm about to do something with it. I'm talking about being plays ahead of the other team. I don't think, when it comes to that, Kyrie not, Kyrie not touching Curry. I see what he's saying, Hakeem. Uh, I see exactly what he's saying. Most people might say, uh, LeBron, he, he physical, you know, he can, he go, had a ball in his hands. I mean, by playmaking, I mean, that's up for debate because he has Jordan on the team. Uh, yeah, so I don't really know because for me, there's just so many factors involved. I would just be so glad to see the matchup regardless. Facts. Uh, I wish they would have chose somebody else other than Kyrie. Uh, but I think what they're going for is like – 
Cleveland and Kyrie LeBron with against Curry and KD, Golden State, just adding in Kobe and Jordan. But honestly, because they put Jordan and Kobe, I mean Jordan and MJ on the same team. LeBron and MJ? LeBron and MJ yeah. on the same team. I wonder where the comparisons at that the pair comparisons that they're trying to make. Or what are they insinuating? Yeah. Um I think Team B would win because I think that I told me and Chad had this conversation, Tony, uh two days ago. I think when it comes down to it, Jordan and Kobe are gonna X each other out. And Durant and LeBron are going to ask each other out. And even though I think Kyrie is, no, even though I think Steph is an overall better player than Kyrie Irving is, I think Kyrie Irving would make a better effort on the defensive side of the ball than Steph Curry would. Because I've seen them match up against each other, and for some reason, Kyrie Irving takes upon that challenge to play legit defense on Steph. And I think when it comes down to it, I think he'll probably make one more stop on defense than Steph Curry would. And then I think that would make, I think that would be the difference, man, because I think Kobe and Mike will battle each other out. They're going to get theirs. And I just, I just look at, if you, if you rank these players, the six of them, there's more better players on Team B than there is Team A. Like you got Michael and LeBron one and two, and then you have Kobe. Okay. So I just I just think the the overall greatness of Mike and LeBron are going to outmatch Kobe Bryant because I think Kobe I think Kobe is going to be the one who gets, he's going to do what Kobe does, but I think it's, I think the greatness of LeBron and Mike are going to um, be too much. Because I think LeBron is a better defender than KD, like career-wise. I think same thing with Mike and, and Kobe. I think even though it's not that big of a difference, I think I would give a slight edge defensive-wise to Mike. And then I would give the slight defensive edge to Kyrie over um, Steph. So I would think Team B would win in a seven-game series. I think they win in seven. Well, let me just say this. In three-on-three, one-on-one defense don't matter as much as team team defense and help defense. That's why we said Oregon. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um. Now, this, this, this is pickup. It's a wrap. Team, they taking this shit. They taking this to the cup. <laughs> um, y'all, the obvious answer that everybody's gonna go with is Team B, simply because just like y'all said, you got Michael and LeBron. I just feel like they'll shoot their lights off. Team A, and that's why I'm <laughs> going with Team A. Listen, let me, let me, let me. Kobe understands. Kobe, we 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 know Kobe is gonna probably not not necessarily hog the ball, but Kobe will take his fair shots. But Kobe understands if he if he has two competent players on his squad, he will he will feed them the ball. You have two of the greatest you have two of the greatest shooters, two of the greatest shooters on your team beside you. Okay, um, Kobe. I, Kobe knows, and my Kobe knows how to put his how to put his teammates in place to make plays. So does Steph Curry. I gotta go with Team A on this one. I have to. Um, I, I have. I have to go with Team A because the will of Kobe. We have seen the will of Kobe triumph against uh, against anybody, yo. And that and that rubs off on his teammates. 
That's that's why they won those last two championships before you know against Orlando and uh, and, and Boston. Um, and honestly, had they played the Heat, I think they would have beat the. Heat. I think the Lakers would have beat the Heat too in the finals. That's what I was hoping for in 2011. But I think they would have beat the Heat as well. But I'm gonna go with Team A simply because the will of Kobe Bryant, bro. His will rubs off on his teammates, and. I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying it will. It won't. But because you know, whatever Kobe gets, whatever Kobe does, he got that from somebody. Yeah, I know. I I know. I know. I know. And listen, I'm not. I don't. I mean, I'm going with Team B, but I don't think you got. I don't think it's like, oh, you guys are just wrong. I don't know basketball. You pick Team A. Yeah, I'm not saying that. But I've also seen. Game six, LeBron in Boston. I've seen that guy before. We've seen we we've seen Kobe when his back's against the wall, you know, in in the I've finals seen, against. I've seen Mike's back against the wall. Huh? I've seen Mike's back against the wall. When? What you mean when? Okay. You know we're gonna get into a deba- we're gonna get into that debate later. Let me let me say this: I see less flaws in Team A than I do Team B. Really? You think so? Yeah. Why you say I that? I, I see more flaws in Team A because I think KD benefit. I think I think and again this probably should make to your point, Chad. I think when KD, I think he benefits from having great players around him, which he would benefit from Team A. But I think so does LeBron. I, yeah, but I've also seen LeBron benefit with nobody around. Facts, and so I've seen Kobe honest, too. He took, he took trash team to the finals. When has KD done that? Never. Kobe's never done that either. What? Take Kobe trash team to the finals? Wait, Who's Kobe never took a trash team to the finals. Who? 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 What trash team? Okay. Other than them. They won sixty plus games, and if you go down the list after those two, who wh- what the mother players? What they did? What they did? Okay, Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom was a great addition, but he was also inconsistent. Okay, but that doesn't make you okay, Chad. That's fine. He can be inconsistent, but he was a great addition. That was not a trade. If you take Kobe off that team. Yeah, they're not. None, that team, that team was never better than a Jordan team, or Lamar Odom is better than it. In LeBron's early Cleveland Cavaliers days, we're not talking about LeBron's early Cleveland Cavaliers days. But he's taking that trash team to the finals. Lamar Odom is better than any role player that Le, that LeBron had on those early Cavs teams. That would have been a lot more help than what LeBron had early on. Okay. Hakeem, would you agree? Talking about what Jordan took to the finals. Jordan never took a trash team to the finals. Never. Odom, he never got off the post. Odom was so inconsistent. Jordan, but anyway. Jordan is excluded from this conversation. Yeah. But anyway. I mean, I'm, and I'm, then you have to think about, and then you got to think about, you know, back in 06 against, uh, uh, against, against Phoenix. You up 3 1. That's a trash team that Kobe played on. You up 3 1, and then you let them come back, and they put you out. So you, you got to think about that. Why? What you mean, why? To the finals. Exactly. Kobe has never taken a team with no help to the finals. LeBron has. I mean, hence why they got swept in 07. And they got and they lost to that Golden State Warriors team. Yeah, because them niggas them dudes was trash. When, when that, that, year, that year after Kyrie left? Yeah. Yeah, it, it was really nothing. I mean you had Kevin Love, but he turned. He went from all star to role player. Yeah. Okay. And you, and you was he was out a lot that season. Okay. So his starting point guard was Matthew Dellavedova. <laughs> well, that 2015 so, team. Keep in mind, K. Love and Kyrie played up until the, up until the finals. So yeah. Yeah. So we ain't gonna say LeBron took that trash team to the finals. But he got him two games. Yeah, no, we we'll agree with that. But I'm just saying, like you, you, you got to take consideration. I mean, 
Come on, man! Against against a Detroit against a stacked a, a stacked Detroit team, the man scored the last twenty five points of game. Uh, of what the, you talking about? The point. The, the original point is LeBron. LeBron took a trash team to the finals. Kobe hasn't. Like, there's no team that Kobe has has, has carried that, and his and the pieces around him so, were trash. Okay, so the, the so the 2015 team was that a trash team? Who are you talking about? The Lakers or, or the, Cleveland? The Cleveland. No. No. Because they had they had they had Kyrie. No, Chad. Listen, you I'm talking about the 2018 Cavaliers. Mm-hmm. The 2018 Cavs, when there was no Kyrie, it was just a Kevin Love who kept being hurt the whole yep. year, and they had to go up against the Golden State Warriors, their first championship they ever won. With, with KD, that was a trash team LeBron took to the finals. Yeah, that was the to the end after Kyrie got hurt. It's the same. It's the same finals. It's the But didn't you know? But didn't we know that? But didn't we know either way, with regardless of what team LeBron had, he was going to the finals. But is that is that his fault? Is that just testament of his greatness? Because it doesn't matter who you put on his team, he's going to take his team to the finals or put his team in a position to go to the finals. So when you make the statement, LeBron James makes he he, he benefits from great players around him. That is true, but he also benefits from trash people around him. Yeah. I mean, if you if I got a trash team and I I clearly all I'm going to have the ball in my hands 100. percent And even when LeBron has great players on his team, he still had the ball in his hand 90. percent Okay, but let's look let's look at the te- let's look at the you know the trash teams. Let, let's look at the trash teams. You just you just you you just testifying to his greatness. That's how great he is. What I'm saying is. What I'm saying is on LeBron trash teams, mm-hmm. I would I would take LeBron's role players versus that team that Kobe had when them two championships. Man, I wouldn't. <laughs> Man, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't, bro. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. I would take a Lamar Odom, an Andrew Bynum, and a Pogasol and a Juan Artest over uh, 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 a, Dan- a Daniel Gibson, uh, a Zadrunas Ilgowskis, a Rodney Hood, a Larry Hugh. Nah, bro. Nah, man. Chad, no, bro. Nah, bro. No, none of the Kobe team, they wasn't, he didn't have lethal shooters. The only great shooters he had was Vujicic. Mm-hmm. Maybe far more. I mean, that's fine, but overall, that's still Chad, a bit. Honestly, Chad, they didn't need lethal shooters because they had them two trees in the, in the paint. But yes. when, when, let's just say Kobe was off the floor or Gasol, they wasn't, they bench wasn't even, they wasn't more of a, of a threat than, oh, let me take LeBron off for a minute. You know, you, know, you know why they were, you know why they were a better threat? Because they were well coached. Again, this goes back to LeBron's. Te- this goes back to how great LeBron is. And LeBron he was in the East, but okay. Yeah, and LeBron has never had a coach. But I'm sorry, bro. I'm taking role players from the Lakers versus any role player that LeBron has had when he ain't had no help, bro. Yeah, hey, I'm, hey, I'm right there with you, bro. I'm okay, that's fine. Because, you know, but but let but but keep this in mind. Kobe only had we could only go off two years of Kobe versus LeBron's whole career. When we okay, talk about role players. It ain't LeBron's. It what? Ain't LeBron's fault. This man's in a bad. Well, it ain't LeBron's fault. <laughs> Come on, now, Hakeem. Next topic. Next topic. Next. No, no, no. Next topic. No. Next topic. No. So it was LeBron's fault that the organization was rep was because Dan Gilbert was the GM. Next topic. 
Dan Gilbert literally was not Dan Gilbert Dan Gilbert was really getting his Philadelphia 76ers on not bringing in help for his best player just like Philadelphia didn't do for Allen Iverson okay well we just gonna have to have it we just gonna have to have a discussion you know off the air but uh we preach we, we gonna leave it right there man uh, <laughs> we gonna leave it right there man we thank you so much for rocking with us we're going to leave it right there again. Uh, you know, thanks for rocking with us, y'all. Uh, we, we, really hope, we, we, we really hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, just continue to take this journey with us. Like, share, share with your peoples. Uh, give us a listen, man. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you know the link is gonna always be in our bio for what do we know podcast. Uh, we're working on some other things uh, to uh, get more uh, to be more involved with you guys to get you guys more involved with us. Um, so uh, just continue to rock with us. Uh, we hope you got you guys have a good week. We out. <laughs>